For the record, joining Dan Gordon and Mimai Bilic is Scram, a.k.a. Jake Morris, hailing from Western Sydney, who you may have heard once upon a time with uh, tracks like Underworld and Water Polo, heavy on the 90s rave and jungle music. You can expect his mixes to be hard, fast, a good classic in there as well who's just released his debut album, Rapture, which is much more on the jungle Afrobeat tip. We've got Scram in the studio here with us to unpack the album in full, which we're super excited for. Welcome, Jake. Hey, hey, hey. Hello, hello. How are we? (laughs) (laughs) We're good. Um, how, How does it feel to have put out one of the best electronic and just generally best Sydney records of the year? Wow. Well... Thank you, first and foremost. <laughs> That's so nice to hear. Um, putting this out has been amazing for me personally. Like, even if no one's heard it, there's been so much progress from just writing the album and putting it out. Just for myself has been crazy, um, especially even now that it's just been out. Everything, like going back to the tracks, especially now that there's a nice heavy handful of tracks to go back to, um i've it's been really exciting like i see i've been seeing it develop more personally over time like now that it's been out like it's making a lot more sense to me now that it's out um which has been really crazy to me like you know i thought the album was done and finished but now that it's out i've learned so much more about it which has been awesome yeah isn't it funny and like kind of like stupid at the same time but how having a an album out almost like kind of legitimizes everything if that makes sense mm-hmm. not that obviously mm-hmm. not that it wasn't before but for some reason in people's mind it kind of clicks at oh this is like serious now 100 percent, 100 percent. it's like a it just feels like a nice firm foot in the ground and even now looking forward um there's so many new avenues now for myself i didn't even see before it's like well wait a second i kind of do kind of a bit more of this if i wanted to now and it's like oh maybe i'll go in this direction like it's been fun yeah and especially in a genre that isn't necessarily known for its albums right obviously there are some amazing records to come out of the electronic um genre but 
um, and just to blanket it like that. But but why 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 did you kind of um, what drew you to the the album format? So I've been making music for a solid like eleven years now, wow. and only yeah only the past three years have been electronic music. Right. What um, were you making beforehand? It started out as like a lot of folk music, and then I got into the whole bedroom pop, and I was writing a lot of like bedroom pop albums. I have a secret Bandcamp page that has about ten has about ten albums on it, just hidden away on Bandcamp <laughs> that I haven't told anyone about. I'm trying to I'm trying to go on um We're go find on hunt and find the early if, early scram stuff. If you if you go on Bandcamp and just type in Jake. You'll find it. It's not too hard to look for. It's just Jake. It's under Jake. Okay. Maybe we'll um, hide it in here a little bit. There you later. go. FBI listeners, if you want to get on the hunt for some free, oh, no. free scram records, you know where to go now. But I had been releasing on that Bandcamp page since about year seven till about year 12. Right. Um, and that was just, it started with folk and, start and kind of bedroom pop and then just turned into whatever it was that I was feeling. That's kind of just what I decided with it. It's whatever I'm feeling at the time, because I'm listening to this and that and this and that. And so electronic was really like only new in the scene for me, writing music wise. So in my mind, I've always been like, I've got to get that album done. I've got to get my first strong, solid album. So even though it was electronic, I was like, nah, it's still going to be that big album. I want my, I want, you know, that heavy piece to finally have in my hands. Kind mm-hmm. of. Cool. Was there a moment in particular that made you want to pivot from, like, let's say, elect- alternative music to mm-hmm. electronic more or anything in particular that led you down that production route? Um, so I'm going to say Milk Crate because Milk Crate started making electronic before I did. So shout out to Milk Crate. Because she jumped on the techno train first, and then I jumped on the techno train. Um, just, and for, then, just for any listeners, uh, Mill Craig, co-founder of Garge, alongside, co-founder of Garge, alongside the boy. Um, <laughs> Such a wholesome moment. Very wholesome. Really, really wholesome. <laughs> I have to shout her out for that. I have to shout her out for that. No, she's a legend. top you had 21 drummer boys and underneath us a bit of vintage scram with underworld we're going to dig into more of rapture the debut record by the man himself we've got the old spirit here but don't worry more of our chat with scram coming up you're an fbi
So, when Keith Flint passed away, oh, that, <clears throat> that was a very big turning point. So, I was overseas when that happened, and I grew up listening to The Prodigy. Mm. So, when Keith Flint passed away, I was listening to The Prodigy just kind of, you know, as a morning, and I didn't realize how important that music was to me. And I really, really went back to The Prodigy. Like, I grew up listening to The Prodigy. My mum was driving me to school listening to The Prodigy and stuff. We always had their CDs in the car. And so going back on it was like a really nice nostalgic feeling, but I just found all these sounds that were really resonating with me that were like, wait a second, this is kind of, I think I need to go down this alley because I had never touched on electronic music before. So it was a whole new kind of realm. And that was my first big like introduction, I, I guess, in into producing uh, electronic music. Right. Because it's... I was I was making like rip-off prodigy music in the beginning. Oh, <laughs> That's I, was, I was gonna say not and, and obviously not necessarily I haven't heard the, the early, early, early stuff, but mm-hmm. now thinking about it within that context, it makes a lot of sense, especially a lot of your early stuff, it's maybe not as in your face as some of the prodigy, but it's mm-hmm. definitely got that same kind of energy about it in in, you know, restlessness. That's so I love that. I feel like it's always you hear something that you almost osmosis as a kid and then you rediscover it later. That was very much like me with um, the Beatles. I had a similar, like, you're mm. all super across it, it's really nostalgic, and then you unpack it properly when you're a bit older and hear things you didn't quite hear before. So I love that that's a key inspiration for you. And I guess that makes a lot of sense going back to uh, water polo and underworld because mm-hmm. it's quite brash and Definitely. abrasive like i wanted to have that but with the space i wanted to add a lot more space mm. to the prodigy's type of vibe you know what i mean yeah. that a lot of heaps of detail but i wanted more space i wanted it to be spread out and all over the place kind of yeah well it's interesting that you say that because i feel like this album as a full is is very much that there's a completely different shift in the mood in space um mm-hmm you're able to play with tension in a completely different way than how you have been before and the whole album itself is quite diverse from jungle to rave to house techno a bit of ambient there's footwork in there Mm -hmm. um some down tempo moments and some breakbeat action but more than anything it's just that it's calm and meditative like within pure for example yeah in making this record was collaging all of these styles as intentional as trying to create that space or did it just end up that way or were you experimenting um i was definitely trying to experiment as much as i could um i was getting to a point because if you look at like since i think water polo is my last release or no 2020 um it had been like two years since i had made any music and i was making so much music and during that time and during that time it was kind of just like defining what it was I wanted to do with Scram and where I wanted to take it sonically. And once I kind of got to, you know, my big bubble of there's this, there's this, there's this, there's this, there's this, mixing the genres was definitely as important as the space and like textures of the tracks because this was really like a fusion of the main influence was it was a fusion of influences and memories and people and times in my life. And so much of that was attributed to different genres and artists and sounds and stuff like that. So like 
for me, where it might be a certain person that's coming through in a song, it it's footwork. You know what I mean? Or it's just because that's how I sonically kind of map that person to what's what's influencing me at that moment. So that's kind of they kind of went hand in hand with each other like that. That's a really sweet way of looking at it. Yeah. Is that would you call <laughs> that the overarching like definitely the concept, but would you say that's the narrative that started across Rapture? Yeah, so it was a revisitation of important people and times in my life that I feel like I needed to accept that really happened or are really there in a sense. It was like a realize it was a realization for myself kind of. What were those moments in particular? Um so like a big one that influenced the single rapture, which was a big overarching one for everything was um, like the, the concept of love and like the way that love changes day to day, even though it's like the same type of love every day, feels really different every time. And, you know, I really tried to bring like things like that out sonically. So like with Rapture, it was very back and forth with four to the floor kick and then, you know, like an offbeat Afrobeat type of kick. And it was very back and forth of different emotions and different feelings in a sense. Mm. Mm. Um, one of the most prominent references, at least for me, and, and it might be unintentional and it could be way off, um, the a lot of subtle nods to Aphex Twin on this record, at, at least <laughs> in my mind in in some of the drums, in they remind me of the way he kind of like shuffles and glitches over mm-hmm. the track. Um, and then, But then you also kind of have, you know, the title track where it's extremely bicep, um, you know, got a little bit of a glue kick to it. How... Or what do you reckon were some of the sonic inspirations behind the behind the record? Aphex Twin, absolutely. Um, he's, the, he's the master, isn't he? He's the master, and the way he's able to work around a track with the individual pieces is something that I've always found so much inspiration from. Like, it can be such a nice airy track, but he has this rhythm section that's just ripping through the middle mm. in such an abrasive way, and but it's so clean still. And, you know, I've always tried to achieve the way he moves around tracks in the same kind of way, like that kind of movement around different sounds. Um, and a big, another big influence sonically was the new Ski Mask album, Pool. Yes. That was massive. I was rinsing that the whole time I was making the album. Um, same same ordeal. Yeah, def- the way definitely sim- a similar kind of um, di- obviously different artists in their own right, but similar kind yeah. of way of moving around a track. Another one definitely. I was kind of thinking of is, and I don't know if you listen to him, but this especially because of how, at points how like UK sounding this record is. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit alone kick to it. Yes, definitely, definitely a bit alone, and a massive one was drum or mm. DJ Rum. I'm not sure how it goes by, but. Um, I learned a lot from Drum of how to write an electronic album. I feel like that was very key for me. I remember listening to his album being like, why don't I make an electronic album? Like the way he's doing it, it's like a journey. Like, you know, it gave me a lot more ideas into how to kind of make, develop an album, an electronic album more so than just write an electronic album. Mm -hmm. So I definitely learned a lot from him from that.
You're hearing the ends of Nurture right there. Up the top, we heard The Old Spirit, one of my favorites off this record, and then Refract right in the middle there. You're tuned into FBI Radio. This is for the record. We were joined by Scram. come back very shortly with uh, more of our chat with Scram. Before we dive into some more music, if you've just joined us here on FBI Radio, we're in the thick of our radiothon. And because we can't stop, won't stop, we're asking you to become financial supporters of the station to help us keep the lights on, keep championing artists like Scram, who not only give so much to the community, but give so much to the community from a different area of Sydney. And we need your support to be able to keep shining a light on artists like this, on collectives like this, on initiatives like this. So go to fbiradio.com slash support, become a financial supporter, and up next we're going to let you know about some sick prizes you can win along the way.
kicked it all off with Within Pure Rapture up in after that, the title track of Scram's record. And then one of my personal favourites, one of the most beautiful tracks I'd say on the record, Whales in the Sky. Now, a little earlier, we said there's some sick prizes up for grabs. If you sign up as an FBI Radio supporter during this year's Radiothon, and today is no different. Get yourself to fbiradio.com slash support. Sign up as a supporter or renew before 5.30pm today, and you'll not only be playing a vital part in preserving local emerging culture now and into the future, but you'll also go into the running to win this sick prize. A bundle of joy from our good, good friends at Future Classic, including a Future Classic cap, Keep Cup, Slip Mat, Plus 9 Records from Future Classic alumni, including Flume, Flight Facilities, Jaguar Ma, Sophie, Jonti, Christopher Port, Taku, and heaps, heaps more. That is some heavy hitters, if I do say so myself. So definitely get along. All you have to do is sign up to become a financial supporter before 5.30 today, where Darren Lasagas will announce the winner of this prize pack from Future Classic. Plus, you'll go into the draw to win one of the major prizes, a year of beer, uh, a year of coffee, an Ableton Live School course, a $1,000 plant makeover for all you plant lovers, or a staycation at the Old Clare. And there's a whole bunch more that you could also go in to win. So definitely jump to fbiradio.com slash support to check out the prizes and sign up for Sydney Music Arts and Culture. Shout out to Future Classic, who are sponsors of FBI Radio. That's our website, fbiradio.com slash support. Prizes on lock for all of our financial supporters because we love them so much. We can jump into the next little part of our chat with Scram right now. You're tuned into For the Record here on FBI Radio 94.5. Do you see Scram as a purely electronic project or... Knowing now that we've learned all this about your your history, your musical history, mm-hmm. do you see it moving into something else or, or what do you reckon? That's been the big question, kind of like I have a big whiteboard over here um, that oh. I plan out on for my releases and stuff. And that's been a big question mark kind of on it since I released Rapture. Um, for me, I kind of saw like four different roads open up for me. It was like, do I want to do this, this, this and this? And it was like some of them were, do I want to keep just strictly electronic because it's, it's it limits myself in a nice way mm-hmm. where I can just kind of stick to, you know, keep doing my sound and pumping out releases nonstop. But I love working with instruments too much. And especially working on that last album, um, those two tracks that had guitars on it, that guitarist helped me write a lot of the tracks, um, Oscar Thomas. And he's a key feature on my next album as well. Um, so having someone who doesn't write electronic music um, fusing with me like constantly on these tracks is making me really want to kind of keep going in that direction and you know bring more instruments in um, have a lot more progressive songs that go for you know six seven eight minutes and so um, I want to stick to I want to make sure we spam that people are always dancing that's going to be a key thing I think mm. um, I want to keep the ambience I want to keep detail and all that thing all that stuff but a key factor will always be there will be a lot of danceable tracks, I think. Yeah. I want to be out there playing and especially live shows and stuff like that. Yeah. So how much of this album was like you ripping into Ableton versus, like you said, recording guitarists and different instruments? Um, It was nice because I kind of had the tracks as like bare skeletons for a month or so. And it was just 
jamming on those songs nonstop to try and pull the live feelings out of it, you know, like the live, um, instead of just, you know, sectioning them off in Ableton, I tried to sit on them for three or four days, structuring them in different ways with all my controllers and such before I had a solid structure. So I could get, you know, that real live kind of feeling. Um, and came, when it came to guitars and such, um, we we're kind of just like laying them down really. Yeah, cool. So you yeah. see, I can actually picture you foraying into writing beats, producing beats for people, getting down yeah, the really, cough train. I've started, I've started doing some of that now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've started producing a lot of beats at the moment, which has been fun. Sick. You, you to yeah. me, and this is, it's so nice to see, it seem like someone who's just really excited about music generally. Mm. It's just so much fun. <laughs> it's so much fun. It's so good. <laughs> oh. I'm trying to get my hands in all of it now. It's so nice <laughs> to hear. Um, one, and it's interesting, I, I love that you brought up the guitars, because um, one yeah. thing that really struck me about this album is how alive it is, and that's a re- it's a really easy thing to not do in an electronic yeah. album is to kind of get bogged down in the specifics and, and sort of lose the soul a little bit. Um, Definitely. And there are those beautiful guitars and, and little kind of piano twinkles that wander mm-hmm. across the record. And it feels like you've really kind of come into your own as a producer lately. How how has that growth been for you as a person, like putting this down, to, down on the record? Um, it's been crazy because, like I said, like, I've learned so much more about the tracks after they've been out, but learning more about the tracks has really been learning more about myself in a lot of strange ways. Mm. Um, And I feel like as well, collabing with Oscar Thomas on that album with the guitars and such, um, he's actually one of the people that taught me how to write music back in the day. Like if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be where I am writing music. So shout out Oscar Thomas. Um, (laughs) But working with him, we we were able to, a lot of our ideas really just fused and kind of just came out naturally as they were supposed to, you know, and even just the idea of guitars on the album came up as such a casual thing between me and him. Like, Hey, we should put guitars on the album. Like, yeah, we're putting guitars on the album done. Like, let's, let's do that. Let's get them perfect. It like, um, and it was just, a, it was a really fun experience for Scram as a whole as well. Cause it was like, all right, it's not just break beats and subs now. Like you can do whatever you want. Like, let's go crazy with it. And that's what this next release will hopefully be post Rapture. I want this next release to be a kind of resolution to Rapture. Oh. Oh, part yeah. two? Wow. So wait. Yeah, it'll be part why two. the name Rapture? What does that title encapsulate to you as a word, as a title to this record, as a feeling? So the rap the definition itself is a feeling of an intense pleasure or joy. And that was something that I kind of tried to capture a little bit with the album. Um, I wanted it to be pure feeling. And the first track I had was Rapture, the solo track. Um, And it was really just about like that pure love energy, that pure intense joy and feeling like that was kind of the overarching track of the album. I felt like it just it tied in with the rest of the songs and the meanings of the rest of the songs so well. Um, and yeah. That's I don't really, know. No, that's really sweet. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes that's that's all you need to kind of connect everything together. 
I reckon right. that's really, I, it really just, I, It ticked yeah. all the boxes. Yeah. I mean, speaking to you, Jake, like that feels like you. You're so excited about the prospect yeah. of playing in so many different ways that it's literally playing like music or playing with concepts around it. And I feel like you've really been able to do yourself and your artistry justice with this record. So well done. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> feels good. We wanted to ask, you've worked on the cover art with a incredible local artist, Passive Kneeling, a.k.a. Tom Van Der Zeel, who's collaborated with quite a few different acts already between mm-hmm. Nina Jirachi to Kobe D and you, Scram. What was it like working with him specifically on creating the visual narrative to match those feelings and emotions and the sentiment you've been able to communicate communicate across this album? Um, that was it was amazing working with Tom and it was really fun because I wanted to achieve visually what I wanted to achieve sonically, no emotions whatsoever. So sonically I wanted it to be detailed and complex but sound as organic as possible i wanted it to sound like real life and i kind of wanted to try and achieve that with the visuals i wanted it to obviously look like it was made by a computer and have that nice digital you know feel to it but i wanted it to look organic i wanted it to be fluid i wanted it to have that kind of motion in it and I honestly just needed to tell Tom that and he came back to me like a couple of weeks later with so many ideas um, and it was really nice and I actually had a different colour in mind. I had like a, I think it was originally like a, a more of a sky blue kind of idea and once he sent me the purple, I was like, no, the purple's love, man. I feel the purple, like the purple's all the feelings. Like I was like, no, you hit the nail on the head. Like you're right. I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I forgot to mention some pretty important clients of tom's the man behind the for the record artwork shout out to passive kneeling yeah totally. <laughs> honestly obviously you never forget to you, well, cause when you when you think about tom you think about all the amazing artists you know you don't really we don't really think about about little old us little old us <laughs> oh man <laughs> Scram, it's, we are in the middle of the FBI Radio Radiothon. We can't stop, won't stop. We are not only here 24-7 delivering the best in Sydney music, arts and culture, we are somewhat of a platform to shift up emerging voices across the creative communities and industries here in Sydney. And an artist like Scram and a collective like Garge, 
who you're so closely affiliated um, is one that we, I think, I can safely say so many of us here at FBI are so proud to be able to do and love doing. What's having that station's support meant to you? Um, it's meant so much for Guard as a whole because it's given us, it's like a platform for our platform, which has been really nice. You know, it's it's been such a supportive and a strong outlet for our artists that we're trying to help and support. And it's gotten us out there in the world so much further than we've been, we probably would have been able to get out on our own, which has been amazing. So you guys should all shine sign up to be a supporter today yeah, <laughs> from yeah. Scam and Garge. Um, can you talk to <laughs> us about the catalyst for starting Garge? You and Milk Crate are the founders. Walk mm-hmm. us through its mission, especially the tagline, all our friends, all your friends. Mm-hmm. So all we want to do is create that platform for artists that isn't there, um, especially as an upcoming artist. And growing up in the West, um, I was just around so many people all the time, every day that were doing so many cool things. And I was like, man, if people knew that we're all kind of doing these cool things together, it'd be so much easier for all of us. Mm. And once I started to do that, that and bring us all together, it was like, wait a minute, now you're here. You can help him do this. You know what I mean? And you're a photographer. You can do our shoot. And it was like, wait a second this is all ticking everybody's boxes like we need to keep this going keep the ball rolling and I really just wanted to have that space for people to come to because it's daunting as soon as you come out as a creative it's scary Mm, and I wanted to make that real nice easy approachable platform for everyone that's just about connecting and collaborating and creating and getting out there and like come next year um I'd like to just to get out there with events and stuff and really start to get as many artists out there as we can get art shows and more DJs out there and stuff. Well, and that's, that's, it's, you kind of said it before the the music industry for an emerging artist or for anyone coming and, and especially coming out of the West, it, it's, there feels like there's a lot of locked doors, you know what I mean? Or, or like, mm-hmm. yeah, or hoops you got to jump through, just unnecessary bullshit. And I think that one thing that's really struck me about Garge is you've almost kind of been able to filter all that away and create this really ultra, incredibly inclusive environment. Um, that's, that's honestly really, really inspiring. And I think more and more yeah. people should try and do that and, and get rid of the... The overlords of the music industry. If right, get rid time. of the overlords. <laughs> I'm all for it. Oh, man. I think the most powerful sentiment specifically being that if you can't find the space where everybody else is, make your own. 100%, exactly. And there have never really been any big kind of supports out in the West, um, no matter what you're doing, really. Like, um, even trying to get a guard event happening out in the West is hard enough because there aren't venues out here to do those types of events in, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, so just, you know, creating that type of uh, support for West of Sydney creatives um, has just been really important to us. And we're for all of Sydney, but we just like to focus on West of Sydney because we know how much harder it is out here. Yeah, you know? of course. And I mean, it's, it, it blows <laughs> my mind that, like, you know, people wonder why people feel the need to do these like you know quote-unquote illegal raves or, or warehouse parties it's because there's about, no Daniel? there's no space <laughs> for that anywhere you know even you have to kind of build it yourself because the exactly. provisions aren't being put into art anywhere 
so you've kind of got to do it yourself. Mm. Definitely, exactly. Now, Jake, what's what's up next? You mentioned the second release. Any anytime yes. soon? Wink, wink. So I'm working on another five track, which I'm hoping will be the resolution to Rapture. Um, I do have another four tracks coming out on a Sydney label, hopefully this year. Very fun. Um, but I'm gonna let that one. I'm gonna leave that one at that. Yeah, cool. Um, we don't want to spoil anything. <laughs> We don't, don't want to get you in trouble with anyone. Um, and yeah, so five track I'm hoping to have out by around late January would be nice. Yeah, cool. That, but yeah, that'll be a nice five track with a whole lot more detail. It's going to be a lot. You're going to hear a lot more Apex Twin in this one. I was, well, look, I was <laughs> going to say I, a whole lot more detail sounds crazy because the record is <laughs> insanely detailed. So anything more, I'm, 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 my mind, my curiosity is peaked. <laughs> I'm excited to show you guys. I'm excited to get out in the world. Hell yeah. Here's to some events sometime soon too. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's been as well now. I've just been preparing live shows. I have so many live sets prepared now. That's it. I'm, I'm saying I need, we need to hear the, the Rapture live. Mm. Yes, uh, there's a Rapture live set that's almost finished now. I'm having a whole live set dedicated to that. Hell yeah. Sick. Uh, yeah. Jake, if there had to be one thing that you wanted people to take away from Rapture or from the project you work under as Scram, what would you want it to be? To push the limits with club music. Just keep experimenting with it. Just keep making it weirder. Hell yeah. Keep making it bigger and weirder. That's great. <laughs> Love it. That's about it. Love that. <laughs> well, hey, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been a pleasure <laughs> talking to you. It's been a pleasure listening to the record and genuinely when when we say this we're not just you know blowing smoke up your ass it is 100% one of our favourite albums of the year so mm. do not you congratulate so you you know enough it fills my heart with joy guys I appreciate that so much <laughs> at the pointy end of Scram's debut record, Rapture. This one is glass up the top. You had 47 voices and we have been chatting to the man himself. It's been an absolute pleasure, but it's time for us to squeeze in some room for lunch with Tanita Razaghi. You can catch for the record at fbiradio.com slash programs. Click on FTR. You'll be able to revisit this episode in full, tracks included, or if you'd like a little bite-sized bit and piece uh, look up FBI Radio wherever you get your podcast from. For the record, we'll be right there. But no fear. Dan Gordon and me, Maya Billick, will be back here at the same time next week with a new album to share midday, Wednesday till 1pm. Stay tuned for lunch. But on that note, this is Sisters to end it all off from Rapture by Scram. Don't forget, you can sign up as an FBI supporter at fbiradio.com slash support. Prizes on lock because we can't stop, won't stop. See you next week.